0: Yes, people, it's myself, Icy, never think twicey, aka just trying to survive, aka settings, aka, aka. <laughs> it's your boy back in the building. Welcome. To the No Passengers Podcast. If you're new to this podcast, please share, like, follow and subscribe to all available platforms available on Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. Which are all downloadable on Google Play and App Store. Um, This is the first episode. So hold tight, bear with me, you know. New things, you see me? (laughs) Trust me, it's much appreciated everyone um, coming on this journey and for those that are listening and have um, joined the platforms, big respect to you, I appreciate the support and um, yeah, just continue supporting and yeah, I'll do as good as I can do. This first episode, I'm going to be talking about childhood in a Caribbean household Now, me growing up, my family's from Jamaica. um, And obviously different cultures, the households are different, you know. So things are always different in different cultures and whatnot. You see me growing up. There was a lot of things that I can think about growing up that were like funny. And when I look back at it, it's like, yeah, sometimes times were hard. But at the same time, you know in a in a funny way if someone said could i change it i'd probably go through it again the funny thing about that so yeah we're gonna talk about childhood in a caribbean household one of the things um as growing up as a child i didn't appreciate food i didn't appreciate caribbean food as a child like um was very funny like in terms of like my my dad like my aunt whatnot they would cook like caribbean food you know obviously and you know things like ackee and saltfish if you're caribbean you're gonna know what i'm talking about for those that don't know what i'm talking about get yourself down to a caribbean restaurant and you know ask for a caribbean dish like ackee and saltfish if you've never tried it before um yeah so little things like that ackee looks like I'm trying to, what's the best way I can explain? Aki would look like to someone like egg yolk, and like it would look something like that. Um, and I used to look at Aki and be like, no nah, I'm not eating that, I'm not eating that. Or my aunt would make um cow food. I'd be like, nah, I'm not eating that. Some of you probably hearing this are going, Cowfoot? I ain't eating cow food. Nah, none of that. But um, yeah, um, certain foods I just wasn't, I wasn't interested in, like rice and peas, like kidney beans and that. Like, man, I didn't really want that. Didn't really want to eat that. And I think growing up as a child as well. Like, I remember the first time going past a McDonald's, and I saw McDonald's, and I said, "Wow, that's the life. That's the life." And I, I never, I never forget one time I was with my dad. My master went past um McDonald's, and my dad said, "You want McDonald's?" I was like, "Yeah, so I got excited thinking I was going to get McDonald's. No, no, McDonald's was at home. <laughs> McDonald's was at home. My dad got two slices of bread, fry one burger. <laughs> Put that between two 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 slices of bread and, and that's your McDonald's. We you, we're lucky if you get a slice of cheese in there. <laughs> Literally. And that was that was McDonald's. Little ketchup in there, and that was your McDonald's. What? That was the closest I was getting to McDonald's as a child, you know? So those kind of things I look at and I laugh and I said, boy, <laughs> the times the times were hard. Couldn't get a little Mackey D's then, you know? Um. So yeah, definitely. As a child, didn't really appreciate food. Well, Caribbean food, especially, didn't appreciate it. Now I'm I'm adult. You know, I eat all of the Caribbean dishes. I eat all of them. Like, you know, I'll eat red pea soup, pig's tail, salt beef, all of them things. There, you know, um, curry, goat, oxtail, you know. I, I used to love cornmeal porridge though. I did used to love corn cornmeal porridge. Didn't really like oats porridge. Um, yeah, I would eat most Caribbean dishes. Aki and saltfish I would eat. Um, rundown, you know. Um, salt mackerel. All of these things there. I would eat them. Um, yam, hard food. See, I didn't like hard food either. Hard food, for people that don't know what hard food is, is like green banana, yam, Machine, um, you know, those kind of things—they're planting. That they're, they're all hard food that you would eat with boiled dumpling or something like that. You know, a lot of hard food that I wasn't interested in, um, but now I'll eat that quick. Now, and and for you that don't know, you guys that are listening, I've been eating meat for as long as I've known, um, but. Over the last, I'd say, year and a half, I can't really eat red meat and those things now because, you know, they've got something called gout. Um, if anyone knows what gout is, it's a form of arthritis. So if you get that and you eat things you're not meant to eat, it'll um, appear on your, on your toe or your foot, and it's very painful, very, very pa- painful. Um, I got signed off for a week. I got signed off for work for like two months for, um, for having gout. Um, so, yeah, I have to watch myself with what I eat now. So I do get a lot of food envy, um, which is hard. But, you know, it's something I've got to deal with. You get me? Pull it selector. selector. <laughs> I leg this your one, Yeah. <laughs> another thing um I'd, that i that had in childhood is um parents not believing you when you're sick now you see my dad my dad was a, he was like strict my dad was a strict parent like, so you know um if i give i'll give you an example i'll give you an example so for instance my dad had this thing with hot cereal like he would always make hot cereal, like, so, cornflakes, for example, my dad would make, not cold milk and cornflakes, it would have to be hot milk, but you see, my dad loved sugar a lot, Um, I think that's why I've got a sweet tooth as well, he did like sugar a lot, so, um, when he'd he'd make cornflakes, he'd put sugar in it. That wasn't a problem. I didn't mind that. But hot milk, you know, like you boil it in a pot and it gets the skin and it boils to the top. Oh used to pour that into the bowl. And I'm telling you, I knew I was going to be sick before I even tried. I even knew straight away I was going to be sick. It was a problem. And he done it one time with sugar puffs as well. Same, same thing and added sugar to it. If you know what sugar puffs is, it's a very sweet cereal. So to add sugar to it is a madness. But um, one time I must have vomited. This is as a child, you know, I vomited. And some of it went into the to the bowl of cereal. And obviously it was in the mornings I was getting ready for school. And my dad was like, you're not leaving the table till you finish your breakfast. But I'm looking at my dad like, what do you mean? Like, just vomited. But you see, Caribbean parents, they need to see you at your worst before they believe you, you know? (laughs) So my dad wasn't buying it. He just thought, oh, I'm just messing about. Like, I'm just doing the most not to eat this breakfast. Like, my dad's like, you're not going nowhere till you eat this cereal. So you better eat up. Had some more of it. Vomited it back out. My dad just got more mad. He's like, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna be here a long time. You better eat your cereal. It's not till like the third time he realized, okay, yeah, he he can't eat this, alright, so go to school. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, you know. Um yeah, my dad my dad weren't easy when it came to those things there. He he was not easy. Um so yeah, that was a little bit of trauma there. <laughs> Definitely an overdose on the sugar, um, especially with tea. Like, when I was young, I used to drink tea and you'd see the sugar at the bottom of the cup. You know, it's probably about six sugars in there. Um, I used to like that, but I think that's why I don't really drink tea now. Because, um, yeah, a bit of, a bit of um, too much there of a thing can be off-putting. So definitely away from that. The next thing, um, from a childhood experience in a Caribbean household, um, why do parents have to tell the whole family when you're in trouble? Like, literally. When I was young, if I got in trouble, my dad would call my aunt, my aunt would call and I, my cousin, everybody would know. You see, when I go around to the family's households, I'd be getting in trouble again and again and again. But the one thing i done, you know. So um, when you got in trouble, it wasn't just your parents that were going to tell you off. You're going to get told off by everyone, one by one. Um, so yeah, it didn't stop with one person. You thought, you thought after getting in trouble once with your parents, that would be it. But nah, the saga continues. That continues. And um, yeah, that was jarring. But um, something we had to deal with growing up. Definitely red hot. Um, Parents' evening as well. I I, I think a lot of you growing up would be familiar with this, you know. You know, as kids, you try to outsmart your parents. Like, you think you're always one step ahead of your parents. Even my son now, my son's 10 years old. Like, they always think they're, they're one step ahead of you, but what they seem to forget is. And you know this as an adult, because you don't know this as a child, but as as an adult, when you're able to look at your child and see that they do similar things to what you used to do when you was growing up, and it's like, they forget that you was once a child before. So it's like, everything you've done's already been done. You know, it's already been accomplished. <laughs> but kids think, yeah, I'm going to get one over my, or my mother or my... Father, I'm going to get one over them. Um, And as a child, that's what I used to think. So, like, parents' evening, if I was a clown in school, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit of a clown in school. Um, i always done my work secretly, but, like, I I, I was always mischievous at school. And um, when I knew it was parents' evening, I'd always get the letter thinking, yeah, my dad's not going to know. I'm going to get away with this one, you know. Not knowing my dad already had been informed by the school. So come parents evening. I'd be at home relaxing. And my dad would be getting ready. And he'd be like. Come. I'm taking you to school. I'm looking at him like school. What do you mean? You know because parents evening. You know. Six o'clock onwards. They start appointing the parents to come. So. Going to the school now, and I'm thinking, how did my dad know about this? Like, I thought, I got the letter. How did he even find out about parents' evening? I don't understand. I got the letter, got rid of it, put it in a bin. How does he know? Obviously, he didn't tell me how he knew, but he knew. So, you know, when you go to school and you got certain classes where you know you're behaving, and then you got certain classes that you don't behave in. And you know that teacher can't wait to speak to your parent. Can't wait to speak to your parent to tell them how you've been going on. You know what I mean? One shoot shot the bonfire, man. <laughs> so um, i got a laugh about it because just reminiscing about it is just funny. Um, so I remember like one of my teachers, I think it was like my, my history teacher or something like that. It's like, you know, he's disruptive. Um he's disruptive in lessons he's he's not he's not listening um he's disrupting others in the class he's misbehaving and then he, you know he go to another subject it might be french the teacher's saying the same thing and I'll never forget like my dad's sitting there like and I'm sitting beside him and the teacher's saying all of these negative things yeah he like he needs to focus more, he comes into school, he's not wearing an appropriate uniform, all of this stuff. My dad just sat there with a smile on his face and he put his arm around me, looked at the teacher and he said, No worry, me I out. me out." You see when I heard him say that, I was looking at the teacher like, help me, help me, help. You don't know what that means. The teacher's just smiling at my dad like, yeah, you're well done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you're going to be sorting out this issue. While in my head, I'm thinking, no, oh, I'm gonna get licks. I'm going to get licks when I get home. Like, do you know what I mean? My dad's just like, no, no worry. Me, I sort him out. Everything all right. Everything all right. Me, I deal with him. They don't have a clue what he means when he's saying that. So, my dad used to do. <laughs> my dad was very psychological. So, for instance, like, even going through that situation at school, we'd have left the school, and my dad would say something like, Do you want something from the shop? So, in my head, I'm thinking, Oh, everything's okay. Like, he's proper, like, trick me. Like, I'd think everything's okay. So, go to the shop, buy me crisp chocolate. I'm thinking, Yeah, everything's all right, you know? (laughs) Not knowing when I got home. When I got home. Oh, fire. That door closed. And boy. Oh, oh, licks. Big licks. You see the belt? Cover beans just to get. Yeah. Some people get the slipper. You know, some people get the slipper. Some people get the belt. Some people get the um curtain wire. You know. Um, but yeah. I've got some serious licks, serious, serious licks. Do you know what I mean? Um, So my dad dad was very good at um, getting to me psychologically, you know, especially when I thought I was ahead of him. He was always one step ahead, you know. So it's a good lesson to learn, you know. Um, So definitely that was an experience. And I've had many licks, many, many licks before. And when I look back at it, I probably deserve them because, you know, I was very mischievous back then, um, I used to get in, in trouble a lot, so um, yeah, I probably deserved the beats, do you know what I mean, I know parents don't condone hitting children, and I don't condone hitting children either, but as I said, culturally, that's just something in, in, in Jamaica that happens, do you know what I mean, and um, you know, yeah, if, as I said, if someone said, could I change it? I probably wouldn't because it's made me who I am today. Um, it's made me the type of person I am and the kind of character I am, you know, to go through some kind of adversity or some kind of hardship or some kind of experience. So definitely on that one. Out to the time! 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 Up to the time, up to the time. Another thing my dad used to be very, like, particular. So, for example, like, if he bought a drink, you know, like, K.A., if he had K.A. pineapple, I think that was, like, his, as a special drink to him, the fizzy drink. He'd have it in a bottle and he will put that in the fridge. And he'd say, like, to me and my sister, yeah, you can have some, you can have some. But my dad saying have some, you would think it's like a drip, like, you see, like the 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 top capsule of the of the bottle that you screw off. If you was to pour a little bit into that, that's what I would assume that my dad thought we would need to have. Because if you took a half a glass of that drink, boy, he would not be happy. He'll cast like you drink half all the drink. You know what I mean? You drink half all the drink. Why you do, do? It would switch yeah so it was funny with that because you know it's like what just want a little drink you know that was tight when it came to those things there or slice of bread or hard bread yeah hardo bread um what jamaicans eat like he would expect that to last a month it's not lasting a month he'd expect he would expect the drink to last a month no it's not gonna last a month you have a couple slices of bread that's gonna be gone do you know what I mean? So, them kind of things that we had to be very, to take slivers of bread back then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Proper slivers. Proper slivers. You couldn't get away with that one. No way you could get away with that. Not at all. Another thing, um, my dad used to do, which was really irritating. Um, Why do parents do this? Why do Caribbean parents do this? So, like... Sunday. Like... If you're from a Caribbean household, you know that... On Sundays... You know... Music is playing. You know? Music is playing on a Sunday. Guaranteed music. You know what I mean? Um, Whether it's... Reggae... Um... You know, love lovers rock, that kind of music's playing on a Sunday, yeah? My dad would play that on a Sunday. But I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping and my dad would like come into the bedroom and be like, "Say, man, gosh up for me. And I'd look at him and be like, in my head, I could never say this to him because that's just more licks. <laughs> but I'd be like in my head, hold up. You're dressed. you got shoes on. You're ready to go out. But I've got to get up and go to the shop in the cold. Just never understood it. You know. Like. And that would be a constant thing. Go shop for me. You know. Get him a newspaper. Get him a drink. You know. So that was an, a, another thing. You know. To constantly keep doing. Another thing as well is. Um, the Dutch pot. Now, in Jamaica, Google what a Dutch pot is. If you if you don't understand what a Dutch pot... Go and, go and check out what a Dutch pot is. Go check what a Dutch pot time, is. You know, we, we cook big food in that, you know. it's where you want to do, like, a curry goat, a oxtail. A, um, you know, you want to do a, a curry chicken... Um, or you wanna do like a, you know, pot roasted pork, something like that. So Dutch pots make noise, yeah. It's got a lid, yeah. And then when you wanna sneak food out of the pot, like a lot of us as kids used to do, this was growing up, you would wanna try and taste the food without your parents knowing, you know, because you can smell the lovely aromas of the food cooking, and you know when your parents are not in the kitchen and then, and they're not nowhere to be seen. You want to get a little taster of what's in that pot. So me and my sister used to try and open up the pot as quietly as possible without making a noise, you know. Try to take something out the pot. Could be a piece of chicken in there. Could be a piece of pork. You know what I mean? Could be a bit of oxtail. Could be a lamb. Something's in there cooking. Cooking up. You'd always try and do it, and try and put the pop, the lid on the pot right back down as quietly as possible. Because if that made noise, if that made noise, <laughs> licks. <laughs> You're getting licks again. <laughs> Another thing. Um, growing up, childhood Caribbean household chores. And I think this is an important one because I think, especially in this day and age, the youth going up today, they don't know what chores is, man. They don't know what chores is. And growing up, you know, I think if there's anything I can take from growing up that made me, you know, self-efficient and able to do things by myself and live by myself at a young age. My sister lived by herself at a young age as well, you know, so... And I think that's down to doing chores at an early age. You know, being able to wash, being able to clean, hoover. You, people might think these are little things, like, but they're important. Iron, um, do you know what I mean? Cooking, learning to cook, you know. These things set you up for, you know... When you leave the household and you become a young adult and you have to fend for yourself. I know a lot of people that grew up that didn't do a lot of chores and as adults lived on microwave meals because they couldn't cook. You know, if they needed something clean, they'd be calling up their parents to sort it out for them or clean their clothes. Or it's like, come on, you're a grown adult. Do you know what I mean? How are you not doing these things as an adult? But as I said, I think that's down to. That being taught to you at a young age, and 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 you doing those things, but at the same time, you see this is where Jamaican parents take liberties. Yeah, <laughs> this is where they take liberties. Tell me if this if you've gone through this as well. You know, in the summer holidays, you know your friends come and knock on the door for you, and your parents might open the door and they say, "Oh, is he allowed out?" And they'd say, "No, he's not coming out today." close the door I would see my friends through the window they'd be like are you gonna come out I'd be like yeah I'm gonna come out give me time I'm gonna come out these ages here I'm talking like I'd say between 11, 11 and I'd say between 11 and yeah 11 and 13 or yeah 11 and 13 around them times and what my dad used to do, I'd ask him, "Can I go out?" And he'd be like, "I want you to clean the skirting boards. I want you to wash dishes, wash the window them, all of them things. Wash the door of them, all of them. You want me to wash everything. Wash, wipe down the doors, wash the windows, clean the skirting boards. You know, wipe down all the doors inside the the the, the house. All of these things." And then you say you can go out. You see, by the time I finish, the day's gone. The day's gone. All my friends have gone inside. That's it. I didn't even get a chance to go out. You know? So You see the str- how strategic they was. They said, I'm going to make all these tours available for you. By the time you finish, everybody gone inside. Them gone. So, um definitely that that is a situation where yeah as a child you always used to like despise your parents because it's like oh you don't let me do anything you know i can't do anything like but you know looking back there's a lot of lessons learned definitely a lot of lessons learned and um i wouldn't change my childhood in terms of those situations i think they were all they all were kind of chunks to my armor in some shape or form um definitely if you have any um childhood experiences that you want to bring through to the podcast as i said follow the platforms and um yeah you can voice message um on some of the platforms like spotify for example you can send a voice note in and we can use it on the next episode so If you have any time, if you have any childhood experiences that you'd like to share, please bring them through to the No Passengers podcast. 100%. Definitely. It's myself. Icy. Never think twicey. Thank you for listening to the No Passengers podcast. Please share, like, follow and subscribe to all platforms on Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. All downloadable on Google Play and App Store. Thank you for listening. Take no passengers here. You zimme. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Next episode due on Sunday if not next week, but keep posted. I'll keep you updated with other episodes that will be happening. And if you have any other topics that you'd like me to discuss or if there's anything personal or any questions you want to ask me. um, Because as I said to you before, there's a lot of things on here that I'm going to share personally as well. And you're going to know a bit about me as well. So every other podcast, I'll give you a little bit of myself. Um, We'll have some more exciting guests coming soon. Some co-hosts as well. And some good friends that I'll be getting on his podcast as well. So look out for that as well. But thank you very much. It's just it's your boy, Icy. Never think twicey. And um it's no passengers. Yeah? Keep it locked.